Welcome to The Bittersweet Life, a show about living abroad and moving home. And more than that, it's a deep exploration of what it means to live, to truly be alive. Your host, Tiffany Parks, is a childhood friend of mine. She lives in Rome, Italy. She moved there from the United States 16 years ago. And me, I'm Katie Sewell. I was a short-term expat for a time, living in Italy, right down the street from Tiffany. And then I moved home to Seattle, Washington. That's where I am now. So you are in the right place. If you love Italy or travel, if you're thinking about moving abroad or lived in a foreign place in the past, this is a show infused with art and literature and history. It's a show about life, and we're glad you're here. Welcome to Rome. This is The Bittersweet Life with Katie Sewell and Tiffany Parks. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. I'm Tiffany Parks. And today, following up on the heels, not so much of Thursday's episode, but of last Monday's episode about anxiety. This sort of goes along with that, maybe? Okay. I'm going to read a listener email, and we're going to respond and see where we go. (laughs) This email is from Claire. I'm going to skip some of the compliments. Thank you, Claire. Uh, Okay. I started listening to your old episodes and still have a long way to go. So I don't know if you've covered these topics already, but I was wondering what your thoughts are on anxiety and self-doubt about one's decision or inability to make a decision to leave for another country. I am seriously thinking about moving to France, but I am so scared. I change my mind constantly, wondering if it's a crazy, unreasonable idea, but I keep coming back to it. My question is, at what point are doubts and anxiety a sign that it's not the right decision? Also relating to this, I don't know if you could share your thoughts on moving abroad while struggling with mental health issues. Thanks again for the great conversations. I enjoy listening to you both. From Claire. Thank you, Claire, for that email. Yes, thank you so much. That's a hard one. That's a really hard one. Yeah. And for us to take on this issue is also taking a bit of responsibility. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Of course, take this as a grain of salt, Claire. Yes, yes. Because we're not in your shoes and we also don't know the details of your life. It's hard, just like when we were talking about Tyler's email a, a few months ago, it's hard when you don't know how old you are, what your life situation is what you know your work situation is, what your visa situation is. So it can be hard to advise, but we'll do our best. We'll do our best. Yes. I mean, I would just say, yeah, and I agree with Tiffany. Um, it's, it's a little difficult. So just consider us your friends that are helping you think through it a little bit as much as we can. I find from the tenor of the email, to me, it reads like, there's so much worry and anxiety about this that it's probably not the right thing to do. That's my gut reaction, just at its surface level. Or maybe it's just not the right time. Right thing, right time, yeah, yeah. And it also feels like there's a lot of pressure on deciding this. Mm-hmm. You have this sense that you feel like you need to decide it right now, mm-hmm. which you don't. The one thing I said kind of to Tyler, I guess, even, was that France is going to be there 
for a while. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> as far as we know, France is pretty stable. <laughs> France is going to be there for a while. So this is not a thing that you have to decide today. But also, I don't know, there's something else about this that makes me feel like maybe echoes a little bit of the anxiety I was talking about is in this time of transitioning out of COVID in some ways, there's this real anxiety of what do I do now? Like I want to get onto the next thing. Like I want something to change. I want life to be different. And I've been thinking about this a lot lately because I've been thinking the same thing. Like I want something about life to be different, but it's this weird, airy, not concretely formed I don't know how I want it to be different. I just want something to be different. Mm -hmm. I could totally see going, you know, I've always liked France. If I move to France, everything's going to be different. Mm -hmm. And that's true. But that doesn't mean that I should necessarily move to France. Yeah. Just because I have this longing for things to change. In the words of someone famous, <laughs> wherever you are, there you are. Mm -hmm. Right? Wherever you go, there you are. I can't remember exactly the words and I can't remember who said it, but your problems will not be solved by moving abroad. You, you know, if you do have mental health issues, and again, we don't have a lot of context from this email. Mental health issues can range, range vastly in seriousness. You know, somebody could be suffering from debilitating personality disorders or, or you know, things like that. Or somebody could, you know, have mild anxiety. It, there's a big spectrum there. So, so I don't know. But, you know, if you do have significant mental health issues, you're going to have them abroad and chances are they are going to be worse. And I almost never tell people don't move abroad. You know, I'm on the opposite <laughs> side. I'm always like, do it, do it, do it, do it. I'm like your personal expat cheerleader. Um, but like, you know, but like you were saying, this could be something that she could do at another moment in her life when maybe she's feeling a little bit less anxious. Yeah. As a person who's moved a ton lately, I can tell you that moving, it doesn't help the burden. It doesn't lift it. it. It's a lot of things that you have to get into place. It kind of adds to it, at least initially. I feel like there's a list of like the most stressful things that can happen in your life. Yes. You know, death in the family is, I think, number one. Divorce or perhaps a sickness in the family are like two and three. And then the next one is, is moving. It is that exhausting and moving abroad has got to be three or four or 10 times that. And if you listen to last week's mini episode with Adrian, who is a longtime listener of ours who moved to Rome about five months ago, it takes a lot of planning and organizing and years in some cases, in her case, years of planning to move abroad. And I don't say that to ever you know, tell someone they shouldn't move abroad. I'm the last person to say, oh, moving abroad is so hard. Like you can't cut it. Of course you can't. Mm -hmm. So many people have done it and it's doable, but it's a lot. It's a lot more than you think before you do it. You know, there's so many things that you don't think of, even things as simple as how do I make friends? <laughs> you know, like how do I meet people? Much less the bigger issues of finding a work and being able to stay there legally and finding a home and it's a lot. It's a lot. Living out in a, in a foreign country is asking a lot of yourself and it's putting yourself out there in a way that you may never have done before in your life. As we've talked about on many different episodes, many different topics, you know, you're every single day you're outside your comfort zone every day. Yeah. Yeah. Whether you're, even if you're just grocery shopping, you are outside your comfort zone every single day. Yeah. And it takes a lot 
of energy, an incredible amount of energy to do that. And it also takes an incredible amount of energy to speak a foreign language when you're just learning it. It's like mental energy that at the end of the day, you will be so tired just from trying to speak a foreign language all day. And so if you're in a delicate place, it might be wise to just wait. Yeah. I mean, I guess kind of what you're saying in a nutshell is if indeed someone listening to this show is looking for a quick fix, it's not that. No, I don't think, I don't think moving abroad is ever a quick fix unless it's extremely short term, unless you don't have to work. If you want to go and live in Paris in a penthouse apartment for, or even, even a garret, if you want to go and live in Paris and you have everything set up for three months and just wander around the streets, maybe, maybe. Mm-hmm. But if you're looking to set up a whole life, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of work. I know that we've given this advice on the show before, but the other thing to think about if you're thinking you want to move abroad, but you're not sure, is that you can, if you can save up your money, you can go for like a longer period of time. You'd have to arrange it with work. You'd have to figure out how it's done. But you could try to go there for two full weeks or a whole month. It's still not going to tell you exactly what it would be like to live there, but it's not like you're just jumping in, seeing everything that you can see and leaving. You're wallowing in it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Going to do this shopping. Yeah. Dipping your toe in the water. Because it might be obvious in that first three weeks that you don't actually want to live in France. You just want to spend more time in France. Yeah. Or she might realize this is where my soul just yearns to be. It could be the, the opposite. And she could realize this is where I'm, I can be me. This is where I'm happiest. This is a place that fulfills me. It's still going to be hard, by the way. Yep. You're still going to get homesick, but you might make that realization that you really, it's not as scary as you think it is. Yeah. I had a friend who recently moved to Portugal after years of thinking about it. And in the lead up to moving there, she went back over and over and over again to visit. And I think part of that was making friends and visiting those same people again and again. But it's also getting a lay of the land and figuring out actually where in Portugal she'd want to live. I think that was pretty smart. I mean, she's probably a little bit more cautious, you mm-hmm. know, like me. <laughs> and, but, you know, she really went, kept going back and feeling it out, making sure like this felt right to me. Mm-hmm. It kind of comes back to that piece of advice way back from the New Orleans shows that my landlord, when I was living in New Orleans for that month, told me that one month is enough time to rule a place out, but it's not enough time to rule a place in. Mm. I thought that was such great advice because it is true. Sometimes you get to a spot and you can rule it out like within a week. And then other part times it's like, this is really intriguing. Like I still have not ruled New Orleans out in my head if I decided to leave Seattle as a possible location. I'm still intrigued by it. And I still feel like I don't have enough knowledge to actually move there. Mm-hmm. I think... A big question that we don't have the answer to is also, would she be going alone or would she be going with a partner, with a family? Because that will make a difference. It won't make a complete difference because as you know, I mean, you went with a partner and you still suffered a certain amount of loneliness and a certain amount of being a fish out of water and stuff. But it is a little bit of a buffer to have your partner there with you. Whereas if you go totally alone you know what happened to me. <laughs> yeah, it's the difference between going out for dinner and having somebody to sit across from you Yeah, in those awkward first weeks 
you know, versus going out for dinner and sitting alone with your book, hopefully a book. That's very good. Yeah. What I did my first several months in Rome, which was, I just remember Sundays. I hated Sundays so much because I was living with people. They all had social lives and uh, I didn't. And I just remember Sunday would come and it would just feel like this this endless stretch of time and the weather was always gorgeous and you know you wanted to be out I just had no one to do anything with yeah and either I would go out and wander by myself or I would stay at home and I just you know at least if you have a partner you know you're in it together you're both fish out of water but you're you're fish out of water together yeah so I'm going to ask a totally different question though Let's say this is a real desire for some sort of change rather than a dramatic change, but just wanting life to feel different. Have you ever felt like that? And like, what did you, what did you do about it? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know if I can answer that, but I do know there was a period in my life when I was constantly seeking novelty and I, it was causing me to travel constantly. Once a month, I was going somewhere usually outside of the country if I could manage it. And I feel like I was chasing, I I feel like there was, I know there was something off in my life at that time. Mm -hmm. And I knew I was kind of in a situation that wasn't working for me. And I was, instead of dealing with the issue and changing what was really wrong, which was the person that I was seeing, you know, changing that, I was changing my scenery and thinking that that would help me. And it didn't. (laughs) it was great. I had a great time. I wouldn't trade any of those trips because I have wonderful memories, but it didn't do what I was, was hoping for, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Which was basically to make your day-to-day life feel more rich. Is that right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't think that, I don't think it was about at that time, more rich, my more rich day-to-day life. It was, it was, I was with someone who, it was a completely unfulfilling relationship if that I don't know if that makes sense it was um well I don't know tell us about it (laughs) I don't know I want to go into it we'll go into this on one of our um bonus episodes okay but it was was, I was just with someone who wasn't uh who wasn't emotionally available to me and it was not a healthy relationship and instead of either dealing with it or ending it I was just like constantly trying to improve the scenery to try to feel better about, I guess, myself. Uh, That's not really about change, though. So I don't know if I answered your question. No, no, that's interesting, though. I mean, did you... So how did you get that to start shifting? Because I do know that when things feel uncomfortable, sometimes there's also this equal pull to somehow just, like, run from it and and continue the same patterns. You know what I mean? For sure. No, I had a wake-up call. It was very dramatic, and I ended the relationship. And my life got vastly better, vastly better. Not just because I ended that relationship, because right after I ended it, I met Claudio. <laughs> so there you go. So Lucky it was, timing. it was, uh, it was perfect. It was perfect timing. But um, as far as like wanting to make your life richer, I think I do try to bring in little rituals into my life, whether or not I can keep them up, whether or not I have the discipline to keep them up is another thing. I'm a big self-improvement type. Like I'm always like, I'm going to journal every day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I, it never really works out. But, um, 
but I have a lot of fun in the meantime. Yeah. And that's the only thing I can really think of, you know, things like that, journaling or meditating, mm-hmm. daily activities, kind of quiet daily activities, not big, dramatic changes. Yeah. And my, I should do this. Just making a list of the things that you know you enjoy. That's, yeah. I really love sitting and reading a a book or like a really good, really well-written book. There's a certain joy I get in that. And when I allow myself to like sit there and read without thinking I should be doing something else. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I really love it. It's, and it's all the difference in how I think about it, you know, rather than thinking I'm wasting the evening. Wasting the evening on reading. Well, you no. Okay. That. I'll, I'll retract that. I'll retract that. <laughs> Actually, I more think that in the morning when I'm reading over breakfast and then I can't stop reading and I'm like, I should get to work. Yeah. (laughs) And they're like, one more chapter, one more chapter. I should get to work though. That I can totally relate to. Totally. It is a difference between reading at night and reading in the morning. And reading in the morning is a guilty pleasure, whereas reading at night is like perfectly acceptable to me. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. No, I agree. It's probably time very well spent. Yeah. But I mean, maybe it's also as simple as giving yourself permission to do some of those things that you really like, you know, without feeling bad that you're not getting stuff done or hanging out with people or whatever it is, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I think that there's a lot to be said about like, literally, what is it that gives you pleasure? Is it playing video games? Then play video games, you know? You do you. Yeah. Who's to say what is a positive or a negative habit like that reading a book is better than you know watching youtube videos as long as it truly makes you feel better you know you have to think am i am i doing this just because i'm sitting here and i don't want to get up and do something else because i'm you know i that happens to me sometimes like i'll be i'll get in bed and i'll have the book that i'm reading next to me and it'll be something that i'm absolutely loving and I can't wait to read it and I'll just get in bed but I'm just like okay let me just look at my phone for one second first and if I accidentally if I accidentally look at a reel uh-huh. on Instagram or something and I start going through there I can spend like 20 minutes I can, I'll look up and I'll be like 20 minutes just went by I could have been reading my book which I know and I'm not saying this is true for other people but for me personally I'm going to get way more pleasure and enjoyment out of my book mm-hmm. as long as it's a good book Whereas watching those reels just kind of makes me feel like, oh, like it just, it doesn't, it's not the same as like watching a really good movie, you know, it's just, it's cheap entertainment for me, Mm -hmm. for other people, it might be just like, if you've had a super stressful day at work, maybe that's what you need to just be able to chill out. And so the self-awareness to be able to be like, what really makes me feel good? Is it taking a bath? Is it taking a nap? Is it taking a walk? It's going to be different for every person, but it shouldn't be what you feel like you should do. It should be what you feel like really makes you feel good. Unless what makes you feel good is like beating someone up, but don't do that. Murdering. Yeah. No murdering allowed. (laughs) Don't set fires, please, people. No matter how good it makes you feel. It's funny, actually. This is a total aside, but I uh, was with a friend once and we were driving and we saw a man walking down the street who seemed very upset. And this man picks up the garbage can and throws it over, mm. right, as we're going by. And we're in a car and he's on the road. And I say to my friend, that man just threw that garbage can f- over for no reason. And my friend says, oh, he had a reason. <laughs> <laughs> very, very good point. All right, Claire, I don't know if that 
fits at all what you're thinking. But it was an interesting discussion. And we really haven't much talked about the reasons not to go abroad Mm-mm. as much as we've talked about the reasons to go abroad. So it's sort of interesting to to dabble in that. So thank you for giving us the opportunity, even if you just listened to this entire conversation and thought, that doesn't apply to me at all. (laughs) Um, We do appreciate writing. And of course, we love reading all of your emails. If you have questions you want us to address on this show or thoughts, always happy to hear from you. You can reach us at bittersweetlifepodcast at gmail.com or through the bittersweetlife.net. Just contact us through there. We're also on social media of course you can find us on instagram twitter or facebook just search for the bittersweet life podcast and until next time this is the bittersweet life i'm katie sewell i'm tiffany parks join us again bye if you love the show take a moment to leave us a review on apple podcasts we love to read why you listen and your rating might help someone else discover the show take just a couple of minutes to let the world know what you think of this show it means the world to us thanks Thank you.